Have post-pandemic relationships got you standing on your head? Hard to meet face-to-face, actually pretty impossible for the most part. How do you? How do you express the true you? How do you get your message across? How do you hear what they're really saying when you can't sit face-to-face, be there in the same room with them? You've got to look at a screen or just listen on the phone or interpret a text or an email. It's tough, but here are some tricks of the trade. Hello, hello. You are here with Laura Pereca listening to Listen to Laura <laughs> on Anchor or Spotify or wherever you're listening. Welcome, welcome. We are going to talk about one-on-one relationships today because I think they're the most common uh, times when people really don't use their best practices to move the conversation forward and reach their goal. Oftentimes when we are speakers or trainers or coaches or you know business leaders and we have big meetings, we do take the time to get trained on how to really conduct a good meeting, how to do a good job uh, speaking or presenting. But very, very, very often we neglect the one-on-one relationship. So today let's dig in, shall we? We're gonna dive right in. <laughs> All right. What might be a reason you are having a one-on-one conversation? Well, it could be that you're networking. Let's face it, now networking is online. That's right. We are not getting together. (laughs) Taint no getting together happening now. So we really need to be good online. So maybe we need to do some networking. Maybe it's coaching. You might be the person being coached or you might be the coach. And either way, you should have some objectives when you are on that call. Mentoring, how important is it to mentor and be mentored? You have to know your goal when you are having a conversation. That's the first tip I always give people because, well, actually the first tip I give people is only connect. So with that broad umbrella that your overall arching important idea is that you are to only connect, then we can follow through with all the little tidbits. And so the first tidbit would be have a goal. What is the goal of your conversation? Most people don't set a goal. They just pick up the phone or get on the Zoom call and they have, you know, a general idea or maybe a little to-do list, you know, things they need to cover, agenda, but they really don't have a goal for the conversation. So today we're talking about one-on-one. So let's say you're in a conversation with, gosh, doesn't even matter whoever your prospect is, your client, your customer, could be a family member. Whoever you are having a conversation with, trust in me, you can have a better outcome if you have a goal and you know what your goal is up front. You make an intention for that little segment of time. You intend, what do you intend? What do you hope to Give, what do you hope to receive? What do you hope the outcome is? Now, I'll give you two ideas to think about in general whenever you're in a conversation or when you've realized you haven't been able to get on that conversation for some reason, you can't seem to pick up the phone, you can't seem to make that appointment, and you're thinking, what is wrong with me? Why aren't I doing this? I know it's harder online, but I've got to do it. This is the post-pandemic world. This is, we're not even really post-pandemic yet, but even when we become that, it still is what it is. The world has changed. 
So here are your two little tidbits. Number one, done is better than perfect. Oftentimes, as a girl, I'll be like, oh gosh, I can't do my video today because I don't look that good. Oh, my hair's not clean. Oh, I don't want to have to put makeup on, right? We think it's about us, but it's not about you. Put that ego aside because it will only get you into trouble. Done is better than perfect. Think you don't have a strong enough outline and you haven't practiced enough times? Done is better than perfect. Feel like you might fumble over your words because there's some emotion going on with this conversation you need to have. Done is better than, you got it, <laughs> perfect. Number two, audio beats video, which beats the written word, which beats any kind of text. Actually, everything beats texting. <laughs> Although, sadly, it's the most common form of communication going on right now. Sadly, 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 can be misinterpreted. We usually, usually don't even use complete sentences, so you can't even really glean the true meaning from what the person is texting you. Oh, so let me say that again. Audio beats video. What does that mean? People will forgive poor video, but they won't forgive poor audio. They need to be able to hear you. You need to enunciate clearly. You need to have concise sentences that you are speaking so that it is easy to be understood. You need to pause all those things that come in with audio. But if you're thinking, oh, I have to do a video, so I guess I'm not even gonna reach out to those customers or clients or, or that team member, guess again. Audio beats video, so that means probably getting on the phone for a quick phone call is better. It's better, it's more important. Do that. Get on the phone, pick up the phone. Or do a Zoom and remember, you know, throw the ego aside, it doesn't matter what you look like, it's not about you. <laughs> now, emails are good and so is snail mail. Ooh, this is one of my secret weapons. Snail mail, send a card, send a letter, send a present. People are so excited to get something in the mail that's not a bill or it's not an advertisement. Now, you're saying, wait a minute, but what if uh, my snail mail is advertising? Well, that's still better than not doing any communication. And oftentimes, people aren't used to getting it anymore in the mail, so they will look at your you know, advertisement or special promotion. However, even in that, I coach people when you're communicating that way in mail, it should be some sort of content that is giving them something for nothing. Give them some information, some ideas, tips of the trade, things that they can use right now. Even if it's just inspiration, send them a happy, inspiring message, something that is giving. Remember, it's not about you. So those little tidbits were done is better than perfect and audio beats video, which beats the written word, which really beats text because everything beats text. <laughs> Next, here are the three things that we really paid attention to when we were meeting in person. And we have to take a look at these and say, how can we do this online now? How can we do this in a virtual reality? Because that's what our world has come to. It is more virtual now. And post-pandemic, it's going to remain mostly virtual. How many businesses will not go back to their offices but will let the employees work from home? How many meetings will now be conducted by Zoom when they realize they can save money on airfare and hotel and eating out? Yes, we love the connection of getting together in person, but the truth is, the reality is, this virtual world is here to stay. Better get used to it. Business as usual, during a pandemic and after one. 
All right, so here are your three ideas. I hope you're taking notes. If not, go back and re-listen. Share this with someone that you know needs to hear it. Maybe uh, do it with a group of people. I've got a couple of teams that actually work together. Instead of a book club, they have their podcast club and they listen to Lara, share ideas and get the most out of each of these episodes. So now you might want to write these down. This is what we've been doing in person and we're going to see how can we translate this to online when we have our one-on-one communication with others. Chemistry, frequency, and relevancy. Write that down. Chemistry. Do you have a good chemistry with the person? That means you kind of like them. You kind of get them. You kind of would enjoy being around them more if you could. Maybe they're intriguing or interesting or even brilliant and you love their ideas. Or maybe you just feel comfortable around them. Chemistry. Next, frequency. How often are you in touch? They say, um... How's that expression go about uh, if you are not around people very often, you start to start to kind of forget about them. You start to lose interest maybe. That's why when people break up, they cut off all contact because it's too painful to still have contact. So having no contact means that you can have a chance to get over it because what does time do? It lets you heal. Time heals all wounds. So frequency in your communication means that you will have a better result because you're staying current, staying in their mind. You got the good chemistry, frequency. How often do you reach out to your customers, clients, even family? How often do you call your spouse? How often do you reach out to your children, even your grown children? Frequency. Relevancy. Now this means like how closely related are the things you're saying to that person? How connected does that person feel to you? How do they feel? about being connected to you when you're sharing ideas and you guys are talking. Is it relevant to them? And is it appropriate? You wouldn't talk to a a little child in elementary school about the birds and the bees already because it's just kind of not really appropriate, right? You want to be relevant. You want to talk about things that are important to the listener. And by the listener, I mean anyone that you are communicating with. Someone if you're networking, coaching, mentoring, having a business transaction, an affiliate, whatever it is, the connection that you have with them. So let me give you a couple of stories to help you realize and dial in these three. When you dial these three in, you will be comfortable online communicating one-on-one. Are you ready? Well, you know, acapella speaker, hashtag acapella speaker, I've got a song for everything. So I just thought of a song for this because um. We're going to talk about two out of three, out of these three things. And here's how the song goes. It's about a fella singing to his girlfriend. I want you. I need you. But there ain't no way I'm ever gonna love you. But don't feel sad. Don't feel sad. Because two out of three ain't bad. Can you imagine your boyfriend turning to you and saying, listen, I want you, I need you, but but I don't love you. You know what? Two out of three is bad. Two out of three is unacceptable. (laughs) And same thing with chemistry, frequency, and relevancy. You gotta have all three. You've got to. Your chemistry, your values, how authentic you are, how genuine you are. 
your frequency, what kind of schedule is it? Are you routine? Do you have follow-up? Is it monthly? Is it weekly? How often? What's your frequency of con contacting this person? Relevancy, are you saying things that are important to them? Is it, are you connecting? Are you sharing ideas? Are you bringing value? Let's think about some examples of how you might do two out of three and two out of three is bad. <laughs> so let's say uh, you have chemistry. Let's say it is your, mm, let's say you're, you have chemistry with a person that you work with, but you really, and you really have relevant things to say. When the two of you talk, you're sharing ideas that are relevant, ideas that matter to both of you. You've got the chemistry, you like working together, you're sharing relevant ideas that are good for you and good for that person. But for some reason, you can't get on the horn often enough. You don't get online with them. So your frequency is the problem. Two out of three? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is bad because without the frequency, you lose that mojo, you lose that, the connection grows weaker. The chemistry grows weaker. We already talked about that, like with lovers when they break up. That's a tactic they use definitely is like, listen, let's cut this off so I can heal so it doesn't hurt so much because they'll lose a little of that chemistry. Then you run into that person years later, all of a sudden, you're back exactly where you were. You feel those feelings rush through you. Hmm? So anyway, uh, frequency. If you and your workmate have the chemistry, you have relevant things to share, they're appropriate for you, for the tasks at hand and all is good except you don't have the frequency. You're not talking often enough. That is enough to interfere with the ability to connect to that person and have good outcomes. What if you have the frequency? You're talking frequent, frequently with someone. You got the chemistry. You get along well. You're frequently speaking. But the relevancy is not there. Let's say, for example, you're talking to someone but about things that they don't care about. You're bringing up how great these things are in your life and how you're doing all these things and they're, they're on the other end thinking, why am I on this call? Yeah, I like you. Yeah, we talk all the time, but it's about stuff that doesn't really interest me. It's not relevant to me. This happens a lot of times with sales calls. The salespeople I work with, they can get the, the client or the prospect to like them. They got the chemistry thing going on. They can know, like, and trust them a little bit, starting to trust them. And they're calling frequently, checking in. How are you doing? But the relevancy is not there because they are not sharing information that's important to the client. You want to be relevant? Look up content marketing and start learning about that. Learning how to share things that add value. Give some of yourself. Give a little bit. Give a little bit of your time your life, your knowledge, right? Only connect. And how? By sharing ideas that are relevant. So if you're not relevant, you got the chemistry, you got the frequency, you, they're on your list to call every Monday, then you're not even sharing things that they care about. Let's say you've been found out. They know you just wanna make the sale and make the commission. And so the stuff you talk about, they're, they're thinking like, you don't even know me and what my needs are. You don't know what keeps me up at night. When I work with sales teams, I often say to them, what keeps the client up at night? And if they falter on that, I know they haven't done their homework. They can't possibly be relevant when they are sharing with that client or customer or even just reaching out, just kind of keeping uh, the communication lines open. If you don't even know what keeps that person up at night, you cannot be relevant. 
you need to have the chemistry and the frequency and the relevancy. Now let's say you don't have the chemistry. Let's say you've got the frequency, you're calling someone often, you're relevant, you are sharing ideas, you listen to them, you, you're sharing, you've done your research so you know what they need, you share valuable things, you use questioning when you're talking to them to be sure that they uh, know that you're listening and all. But the chemistry is just not there. You believe one thing and they believe the complete opposite. They can tell in your tone that you are uh, uh, have different values. Let me tell you, right now today, the millennials very, very, very tuned in to your values. What do you care about? Do you care about the environment? If I do, I will spend money with you even if you cost more. Better think about that. Think about your values. Think about who you are. How can you share who you are if you don't know who you are? You need to know who you are and what you stand for before you can really develop chemistry with people. So if you don't have the chemistry, but you are making calls and frequently calling them and sharing ideas that you know because you've done your homework, you're sharing things that are either uh, their pain points or their bliss, the things that make them happy, the, the goals that they want to reach, you're sharing all those things. But for some reason, they just don't connect to you. They just don't like you. I'll give you an example. When I was doing some um, personal growth and I shared with a stepdaughter of mine that I really liked Bob Proctor. I was uh, sharing myself when I do mentoring and coaching. I do, let's face it, your business life and your personal life are very interrelated. So a lot of times in my coaching, it's not just you know communication and marketing and helping people be able to communicate better at work. It's helping them grow to be a better person, a better communicator with more connection and more self-control. And so in doing all of that, yes, I teach some of the same stuff that Bob Proctor teaches and my uh, my stepdaughter said to me Lara I would much rather listen to you teach about that kind of stuff than him and I'm thinking he's the expert on personal growth he's got it under his belt he's like 83 or 85 I don't know at the time he was 80 or whatever and he really has done his work and in his own right is a master in that field yet a millennial would rather listen to me why because the chemistry, because the connection. It's hard for them to relate to this old guy standing there because he knows it all and they just can't relate. He's just not relatable to them. Now that's not saying that just because you're old and you have gray hair or white hair that people, millennials, won't be able to connect to you. That's not saying that at all. I could teach you how to write a story, uh, say, a, tell a story about your childhood when you were 20 or 30 years old and they will completely be able to relate to you if you have the same values. If you are on par with the way they see the world and their true aspirations, then you will be able to have that chemistry. So if there is no chemistry though, but you got the other two things going on, yeah, you're dead in the wood there too. Dead in the woods there too, <laughs> right? Think about um, a couple that's together and they've got the frequency there in the same house. They see each other all the time. Uh, they got the relevancy because they got to talk about stuff like, did you feed the dog? Or, um, hey, I, I think uh, we forgot to pay the electric bill. I mean, they got stuff that's relevant they need to, need to talk about. They got the frequency, but if they don't have the chemistry, mm, you can fake it for a while. You can live a half-life. We can all relate to that. If you don't have those three, I think, you know, two out of three is bad. 
So how can you improve the chemistry with people? Well, what are your values? Take a look, do some values clarification, find out what your values are. If this is too hard for you, contact someone like me, if not me, someone, someone you connect with, someone who will be with you frequently, working with you frequently, and that will have relevance to you. They will share ideas that matter to you. Chemistry, have some values, be authentic and be genuine. It's often hard. It's often hard to be genuine, especially with people that you're new to. They don't know you that well. You kind of think, I don't really want to open up too much. But that is what makes the difference, being vulnerable, being willing to say, you know what? This is what scares me. This is what uh, I've had trouble with in the past. These are some of my fails, you know, some of my failures. Then you develop the chemistry because you are seen as authentic and as genuine. Someone who is willing to put themselves out there. That's how you do that. And then guess what? You'll attract others that are like you. You won't have to go searching and knocking on doors and and picking up the phone doing cold calls. You will attract the right kind of people. Whether that be a a new spouse or a neighbor or a client or a coach or a mastermind group, whoever, whatever you're trying to attract, you will if you get your chemistry right. Frequency. This is where you got to be disciplined and you have to decide. You really do. I mean, some people that are undisciplined still handle this because they'll wake up in the morning and think, who do I need to call? And they just, they just do it. But for most of us, Deciding, deciding in advance. What is my frequency? What schedule? I'll give you an example. I had a mentor. Uh, he, I paid him a lot of money. I worked with him. He also gave me a lot of free advice. And then when those two things had expired, I decided to keep in touch on Fridays. You see, I have a thing called follow-up Friday. So with a lot of my clients, I reach out on Friday to see how things are going to follow up. That's my intention. Remember I said earlier, have a goal for your conversation? My goal on Fridays is usually to just touch bases. I'm here. It's like raising my hand saying, I'm here and I'm thinking of you. How are you? And then I might follow up with something that they've you know, they're supposed to be doing, if it's a client of mine or uh, a mentee of mine, uh, anything that's relevant and on the, you know, horizon might bring it up, or just to follow up, just to say, I'm here and I'm thinking of you. So I had a, a mentor that was no longer paying him, he was no longer helping me for free, and I would still follow up on Fridays. And one time I followed up and he said, what? No picture? (laughs) It was just a written, uh... see, people don't, I told you earlier, they don't just want the written word. Audio beats video, which beats the written word. Yeah, he was getting the written word and he's like, well, can I at least see see that you're still alive? Can I see what you look like today? (laughs) So what would have even been better is audio. Now, why didn't I pick up the phone? Because really, 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 in all reality, Ah, audio is best. Now, if you can combine it with visual, where the video shows your audio and video, well, obviously, two is better than one, so that would be good. Chemistry, frequency. Oh, another thing about frequency, aside from scheduling, like you might have certain Monday calls, certain routine on Friday, like follow-up Friday. Monthly, do you reach out to certain people monthly? Maybe they're affiliates, maybe they're colleagues. People that, you know what, it's not like I need to, it's just like I want to. I just want you to know 
I'm still here. I'm still, you know, someone you can call on or reach out to, or I can solve some of your problems, or maybe you can solve some of mine. What is wrong with reaching out to someone and asking them for a favor? Nothing. Taint nothing wrong with that, but we're afraid to do it. I have a little sticky note on my computer at home, and it says, ask three people for something today. Now, I will admit I only do it like once a week, but that's better than zero, right? Some is better than none. Done is better than perfect. So I'll reach out to three people and ask them for something. This world is all about collaboration and sharing. And you are not just here to be a, a work horse, give, 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 give. Especially if you're a woman or you're a parent, you need to really hear this message. It is not just about giving. Be open to accepting. This is one of the pretty girl things that uh, we teach in our Own Your Feminine Power. When you open yourself up to receiving, you have, you have the golden ticket. Now, don't let those naysayers say, well, that's selfish, letting people give you something. I beg to differ because I can tell you, it is not selfish to allow, for example, a man to open the door for you. Not that we're going anywhere these days with COVID, <laughs> but in the day, right? To allow someone to pick up the tab at the coffee shop and pay for your tea or your coffee or your Danish. This is okay. And we have to learn not just about giving, but also about receiving. So you might do a monthly call where you decide you're going to reach out to certain people that are a little further away, but you want to not let them forget about you. And you might ask them for something. You might offer to give them something, or you might just, might just call to say hi. So remember that with frequency, you want to have different people on different loops. And you know what I've always said, the closer they are to you, the more frequently you'll reach out to them. If it is someone you love, you probably should be talking to them almost every day. Now, if you have a grown child like I do who just moved out, she's not even 20 yet, and she moved to another state and she's happily living her life, calling her every day would be too stifling, too smothering. Not a good idea. She needs her independence. But calling her, texting her, because remember that's like further down the line. That's further down the line where it's way less intrusive. She can glance at it and it's like, you know, not real personal. She can glance at it and hit the little heart or the little thumbs up. So I'm not really intruding on her personal space, but I am still just keeping in touch. So however you choose to do it, take the people in your life that are important to you and then even the people that are not that important to you and create some sort of schedule or routine so that you can keep in touch with them because the new reality the post-pandemic reality is relationships are not i want to say number one i can't think of anything more important than relationships all right we talked about chemistry and frequency and we're going to talk a little bit more about relevancy because this this could really make or break it if it's a business relationship and really personal also. If you've got a friend who um, hates tennis, they never play tennis, and every time you talk to them, you tell them about your backhand swing and how great your tennis was, you're gonna kinda lose uh, that connection you have with that friend. It's not gonna be as great. <laughs> All right, so relevance. Content marketing, now this is with business. Content marketing, put some information out there that is sharing some content. Do you have a blog? Are you on LinkedIn? Do you use social media? Maybe you should keep you relevant with the people you care about. Remember I said when I work with people, usually we start out with only connect. Think about that. If you want to be relevant, you've got to connect. 
I'm not going to talk to my 19 and a half year old about something that is completely off the radar for her that she doesn't even understand or care about. So here's an example. I'm selling the house and moving. That does not make her happy. If I say, hey, guess how mommy's doing? I just painted your bedroom. Oh my gosh, I got so nauseous from the smell of the paint, but it looks beautiful. It looks perfect. No sign of you left in that room at all. That's horrible. Now, so many people who are so wrapped up in themselves would do that because they wouldn't even be thinking. Here's something Bob Proctor taught me. Only about 5% of the population actually think. Another 15% think that they think. And another 80% would rather die than think. (laughs) Don't be part of that 80%. Think, what is the other person getting out of this? Listen, listen to what they're truly saying. When my daughter tells me something private and personal that she would just tell a friend, not a mom, I realize, I listen and I realize what she's really saying is, Mom, now that I'm adult, I value you as a close friend and I'll share these things that I kind of wouldn't tell my mom. Right? Listen. Research. Before I do work for organizations or while I'm doing the work for them, I research them online. Sometimes I tell them things about themselves that they didn't even know. The other day I was speaking with uh, someone who was hiring me and she was like, oh, it says that on the website. I didn't even realize it. Someone else put that up there. (laughs) So research. Know what they care about, what their main premise is, what they value. Pay attention. Question when you're having conversations those frequent conversations and you want to stay relevant, use questions that show that you care, that help them to be able to verbalize what they are are all about so that you can connect better. Remember I said to have your goal before you have that conversation? Yes, you want to have a goal for each conversation. You might say to yourself before a conversation, a business one, I'm a woman on a mission with a passion and a vision. And it'll remind you that you have a mission, whatever that is, you might be reminded of it, and that you're passionate about it. That's why you get out of bed in the morning and you have a clear vision. If you don't have a clear vision, how can you get there? I can see clearly now the rain is gone. I sing that song in the shower a lot. (laughs) Being in the shower reminds me of that song. I can see all obstacles in my way, right? When you can see clear, You can see the obstacles and you can handle them before they're right in front of you. All of the dark clouds have passed me by. It's gonna be a bright, bright, sunshiny day. So then at the very end, you're projecting that it will be a bright, sunshiny day. My friend, my fellow, my joy, I love sharing with you and I want you to know, work it because you are worth it. Talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.